Lord is in the house today. So glad to see you all. Wow. Praise King for leading us to the throne of God in worship today. What an exciting day. Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. Wow, we're going to have a great time in the reigning part of this service today, but it's already been great. I was thinking while ago they started singing that brand new song. The name of that song is Rattle. Rattle. I guarantee you the devil got rattled. I guarantee you he got nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs when we started singing that. You listen to me. Elijah had an anointing of God. Elisha asked for a double portion of what Elijah had. Elijah had seven major miracles in his life. And when Elisha died, he only had 13 major miracles. Well, one day, they threw an old boy that was dead in the tomb of Elisha. You, ever, you know this story? And brother, when his dead body hit the bones of Elisha, he come running out of that tomb. So the 14th major miracle of Elisha was after he was already dead. But God promised him a double portion and he got a double portion. The song said, if you don't believe God can do it, ask the old boy that hit the bones of Elisha. I'm here to tell you God can do anything on this Sunday morning. Anybody believe that today? Hallelujah! Wow, just remain standing for one moment, one moment. I want to I wanna say thank you for, thank you, Brother Rory. First of all, Wednesday night was phenomenal. I listened to that. Great Bible lesson, great spirit of God here. Thank you, Brother Rory. Great message. And uh, thank you for your kindness this morning. I am a 25-year-old man in a 67-year-old body, in case you didn't know. That's a joke. I'm feeling every day of it. But uh, thank you for your kindness this morning. And uh, age is just a number. I've been blessed by God. I don't have any ailments, any aches. Well, I got some aches, but I don't have any ailments, any diseases, anything wrong with me that I know of. Somebody said the other day, you don't, you don't take much medicine. I said, I take one little bitty pill, 10 milligrams every morning for hypertension. That's because I'm dealing with folks. <laughs> other than that, I'm good to go. You, you know about it, Wilson? There's a judge back there. He can tell you. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your honoring me. Now, the side doors will be locked. Everybody will be funneled out the front for the offering today. I'm just playing. I'm just picking. <laughs> Amen. One man handed me his offering and said, they don't ever get the side doors. I said, I'll put it in the offering for you. Well, thank you, Eric. Got his birthday offer in my pocket. Amen. God bless you today. Ava, my little granddaughter from Dallas, I love you, baby girl, and I'm glad you're here today. Ava, that's, that's little Heather, in case you didn't know. And uh, she's been with us a few days now. And Caleb, wave your hand back here, Caleb. Caleb's brand new in this church, and he's a bass player, and he'll be with us from now. We love Caleb Benefield. 
welcome him. What a great young man. Great young man. Amen. Robert, where you at? Raise your hand right there. I'm going to pray for you. I can't lay hands on you today, but I'm going to pray for you right now. In Jesus' name, touch Robert. He's sick today, Lord. He's in pain. Heal his body. Let the hand of God be on him right now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. Somebody shout amen. I want to thank you. I want to thank you. We're going to sing again in just a minute. But I want to thank you today for being so faithful to this church with your giving. Through this time of crisis and trouble and all over the world, I've, you know, I've got all kind of, of ideas and complaints statements from different people. Some folks just wanted to defy everything to have church. I couldn't do that. Not in good faith. God's taking care of this church. Now if the government would have just came against the churches, I'd have been the first to rise up. We'd have been here ever since. That's not what all this is about. It's to keep people safe. That's why we're trying to do our best. Don't you shake anybody's hand. Don't get near anybody that, especially our seniors, my mom said, if they, if they come near me, I may hurt somebody's feelings. I said, hurt their feelings. you 88, you've got a right to hurt anybody's feelings you want to. So just, just don't get near the elders. Stay away. Let's do our part to stay safe. Someday, maybe, hopefully, we'll be back to normal. But until then, we're handshaking, loving, hugging people around here. We're not doing that right now. But thank you for being here and being a part. God is doing great things. If you're online today and you're watching, I'm hoping the governor in the next day or so will give us a little more leeway. We can do things a little bigger and better and uh, hopefully someday right back to normal. And I believe that's coming. But I do thank you for being so kind and so understanding through this. Do you know, do you know how hard it is to make decisions for a big congregation of people and to make sure everybody stays safe? I haven't pleased everybody. But I've, I've done what I felt like was right in the sight of the state and the governor and the president and God. So I've done what I felt like was right. You think it was easy? You think it was easy standing in here preaching to these empty pews, honey? I feel a whole lot better today than I did three weeks ago. Let me tell you, it was a rough time preaching to empty pews. Not one of them said amen. Not one of them raised a hand. Not one of them got on their feet. I was so disappointed. But here you are back, and we're going to have church today. Amen? It's Pentecost. Is there anybody here believe Pentecost? Hallelujah. Uh, you know, would y'all just let me do something real fun today? <laughs> Sit down. Somebody sent me, Brother Toby sent it to me last night. I was at a general convention in 1984. That's before some of you discovered America. And they called an old man. His name was C.A. Nelson. They called him up on the platform. Thousands, probably 15, 20,000 people there. And he sang a song, and it pretty much tells the story. And I'm going to let you have a four-minute clip today. C.A. Nelson is dead, gone to be with the Lord. But he sang an old song. Toby said, do you know that song? I said, we used to sing that song in this church when I was a kid. It's real, it's real. I know it's real. 
It's Pentecostal blessing. Anybody ever heard that song? And look at here. We got some old timers around here. And I know what. Would y'all just bear with me for four minutes while C.A. Nelson tells a story? Put it on the screen, Tommy. I just want everybody to hear it. Brother C.A. Nelson. First I heard of Pentecost, I thought it was a shame for such unholy teaching to be taught in Jesus' name. They said it was a Bible, and I didn't want to doubt. So I went out to see them and to hear them sing and shout, oh, it's real, it's real, I know it's real. Some are prostrate on the floor. Some are dancing in the spirit from the pulpit to the door. They were quaking, they were shaking, as one by one they fell. And when I saw that brother shake, I thought he had a spell. But it's real, it's real. I know it's real. It's Pentecostal blessing. I knew they did not like them in the Pentecostal way. For just a day or two ago, I heard my daddy say that when he got religion, he didn't act that way. But it's real. It's real, it's real, I know it's real. 
It shall come to pass afterward, the prophet said, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. This was the prophecy of Joel in the Old Testament. This is what God said he was going to do. Along comes John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He comes out of a wilderness, a wild man. He's been with the Lord. And he comes out, and this is what he says in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He, talking about Jesus, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I preach to you today the promise and the power of Pentecost. The promise and the power. If you believe that today, clap your hands while you're being seated today. Had somebody lift your voice and give a shout unto God on this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Pentecost means 50. Pentecost happened 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Forty days after the resurrection of the Lord, he stood upon a mountain and he spoke to those that were with him. And he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and there you will be endued with power from on high. He said to them, you you shall be my witnesses in Judea and in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. He told them that the Holy Ghost was about to come upon them. That is in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. I've come to tell you on this Sunday morning that Pentecost was not an accident. Pentecost was on purpose. Pentecost was God's design. Pentecost was because God sent his son to this world to die for the sins of all mankind. The church was God's idea. 
The church was not an afterthought of God where he looked up and said, oh, well, man's in trouble. I'll build a church. It was God's ideal from the beginning. For the book of Revelation said that Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. We know he didn't die at that point in time. But in the plan of God, God knew that man would fall into sin. And so he had to make a way for him to be redeemed. And it was Calvary that redeemed us. It was the blood of Jesus Christ that bought us. But Pentecost was the birthday of the church. Remember what I'm telling you because not just we believe this, but probably 95% of the church world believes what I'm preaching to you this morning, that Pentecost, the day of Pentecost was the birthday of the church. And so I come to preach just a little bit to you about the promise because Joel said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. John the Baptist said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 16, he said, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, when the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. It was Jesus that said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come unto you. Yea, he said a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but you're going to see me because I live and ye shall live also. In other words, I'm here for only a few days, but when I leave this world, I'm not going to leave you without a Savior. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send the baptism, the power of the Holy Ghost. I, I, I listened to the words of Jesus in John chapter 7. In John chapter 7, the Bible said, in the last day, verse 37, in the last day, I hope you brought a pen and paper, you write it down today because I'm fixing to nail down some truth here in the next little while. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Everybody said amen. He, this is what Jesus said, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And here's what the next verse said. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. I've come to preach to you today 
that the promise is to every man. The promise is to every woman. It's to every young person. The promise is to everybody in this world. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter your pedigree. Doesn't matter how bad you've been. Doesn't matter how good you've been. Everybody ought to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost because it is a promise to the believer. And Jesus said, when you believe, as the scripture has said, there's going to come a river that's going to flow from the inside out. It's going to be an experience. He spoke about it as being the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad to report to you today that people still receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost because you're looking at a man that has experienced that. Somebody shout amen. I need some help up in here today. I'm going to tell you the Holy Ghost is not some foreign experience or foreign idea that that is that we should be afraid of the holy spirit or the holy ghost i like to call it the holy ghost because it's it's what the bible calls it the holy ghost the holy ghost is not anything other than the spirit of God dwelling inside of man. It is the spirit Paul said. Paul said Christ in you the hope of glory. When Jesus comes in he fills you up with his spirit the human spirit and the carnal spirit and all the sin has to go and he can baptize us with a baptism called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You may or may not believe it today but if you don't believe and it's only because you haven't experienced it yet. Because it's real. It's real. I know it's real. It's Pentecostal blessing. And I know, I know it's real. I got the Holy Ghost when I was a young boy at seven years old. But let me tell you the rest of the story. I didn't just receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost then. I've renewed myself in it as early as this morning on my knees before God. Renewing myself in the Spirit of God. Hear me, hear me in the 21st century. Hear me by internet today. The promise of the Holy Ghost is for everyone. Every man, woman, and child. How many of you got the Holy Ghost when you was a kid? Yeah, all over this house. I received the Holy Ghost when I was just a boy. Now look, it didn't take the meanness out of me. I was meaner than a snake. I had to repent a lot of times. Don't you look at me like that. You were too. I know some of you. Amen. I was raised with some of you. Facts are... It don't make us inhuman. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the Spirit of God. We've been preaching about it on Wednesday night. The things that will do in your life, the power, the glory, the anointing, the overcoming, the things that God can do for you through the Holy Ghost in your life. I tell you, I'd rather spend one day with the Holy Ghost than a million days without it. Hallelujah. When you got Jesus living on the inside, working on the outside, there's something about Pentecost in my life that made a difference in my life. 
I've heard people's testimonies, and, and I thank God for them. I've heard people tell about how God saved them from all kind of addictions and all kind of trouble and all kind of sin. And I thank God for every testimony. There's been people's lives who have been turned around and they've become new and they've, they've started a new life. And, uh, but let me tell you, can I give you my testimony today? Can I give it to you? Because I got the Holy Ghost when I was a boy. I've never had one drop of alcohol on these lips. I don't know about an addiction. I've never been on drugs. I've never been hooked on nicotine. I've never been to the world that maybe some of you knew. For what God brought you out of, he kept me from. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for Pentecost in my life. Hallelujah. So when Jesus said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know what? It bothers me that some people don't believe and don't want the book of Acts experience. It bothers me. Let me tell you where I'm at this morning, okay? I want everything God's got. I want every experience God's got for me. I don't want to leave anything out of my life. And the reason some people struggle so much in life is because they deny the experience of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for everybody. Now, I got a lot of preaching in me right now. I've already read it to you. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. Everybody say power. The promise and the power of the Holy Ghost. After he said the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and all Samaria, and all the uttermost parts of the earth. Now listen to me. The promise was in Joel, and it, it was several places. I didn't read all the scriptures today. In Luke chapter 24, the Lord gave him a promise. But watch me. Watch me now. In Acts chapter 2, I got to take you there today. The Bible said when the day of Pentecost was fully come, fully come, they were with one accord in one place. They were there for one purpose. They wanted the promise of the Father. You can't say amen, just grunt. Do something. Fellow told me one time, he said, well, I didn't, I didn't say nothing because I was just enjoying all the food. I said, well, rattle a fork, baby. Do something. So, with one accord and in one place, and suddenly, I'm in the Bible, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I got to tell you, the year of 2019, for the first time in my life, I got to go to Israel. Several of you in this congregation were with me. We went to the upper room. Ed Rice spoke that day. We went to the upper room where people first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Chills ran up and down my spine when I started up in that room just to think I was there where it all started because the Bible said all of a sudden there was a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire and it set upon each of them and they were all, everybody say all, all, if you go back and look at chapter 1, you will find there was about 120.
20 people in the upper room. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in the upper room. The disciples were in the upper room, but there were about 120 there, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm preaching today. I'm preaching Bible today. Acts 2 and 12. And they were all amazed. This, this is after the Bible tells who all was there. There were men from every language, every nation under heaven. And they said, we're hearing people speak in our own language. How is it? And the Bible said in verse 12, they were all amazed. And they were in doubt. Say, just like some of you are right now. Saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, the man with the keys to the kingdom, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice, had said unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. These are not drunken, as ye suppose. See, it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Who said that? God said that. Way back in the Old Testament, but yet Jesus said, I'm with you and I'm gonna be in you. It tells me that it's the one God, the eternal God that lives and dwells inside of me today. He said, just know this, God said he was gonna pour his spirit out and this is what it's all about. This is the fulfillment of prophecy. It's what Peter was saying. This is what he promised that he was going to do. This is the power of what he said he was going to do. It's happening here at Pentecost. Everybody with me? Say amen. So Peter preached, and he preached Christ and him crucified. And he told them how that they were wrong because they crucified him. And somebody got under conviction. And in verse 37, it said this. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? This all happened at the birthday of the church when 120 had already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So here's what Peter did. Man, I love preaching scripture. I love, you can't argue with the Bible. You can argue with me. You can't argue with the Bible. Then Peter said unto them, well, the first thing you've got to do is repent. Repent means to turn your life around. Repent means to say, I'm sorry for my sins. Repent is doing a 180 and turning from where you were going and start going another direction. Can I get an amen? Repentance is part of our salvation. He said, repent. And they say, see that? Then the next thing he said, and you got to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When you repent, you got to go down in water. We need to baptize you in the name that is above every name, and the Lord is going to wash away your sins. In case you're wondering, I'm just an old-fashioned preacher preaching truth here today. He said, I'm going to... I'm going to baptize you in water or you got to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And then he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift 
of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say the gift. Say it of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're going to have some fun here today. Y'all ready? Hallelujah. Let's have some fun. It's worth this to me. Who likes gifts? Well, I see hands shooting up all over this place. Who really likes gifts? So if I said to you today, now you don't know what I got in my hand. It may be a hundred. It may be a five. It may be a one. It may be a ten. I don't have anything bigger than that for sure. So, But, but if I said to you today, I'm going to give you a gift. You would say, oh, please give me that gift. Please, I got to have that gift. <laughs> please. And then you get around the Christmas tree and say, oh, my gifts. <laughs> Not unless you're about four years old. Everybody with me today? Y'all don't mind us staying a little bit. It's 1101. I'll have you out here by 1230. I'm picking. I'm please, I'm picking. <laughs> Listen, if I give you a gift, what do you say? There you go. There's $20, David. Take that home with you. That's how easy it is to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's how easy. You just say, you repent of your sins, you got a clean heart. You go down in the water in baptism, you've been, your sins have been remitted. That's according to what I just read you. He said, you go down in baptism in the name of Jesus for the remission. That means the washing away of your sins, and you shall receive. You just receive that. You didn't have to beg me for that. You don't have to beg God for the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, God wants you to have that experience as much as you want that experience. He wants you to just receive it. And to receive it, all you have to do is put your hands up and say thank you Jesus 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 and suddenly the Holy Ghost will come upon you and you'll get a book of Acts experience that's what will happen I got praying this morning telling God how much I loved him how much I wanted to be saved how much I want to do right I repented of all my sins tried to get all the filthy stuff out of me I got it just like you got it I can get a bad attitude just like you can but I got to pray of the Holy Ghost come on me and before I knew what was going on I was speaking in a language I didn't understand but God did hallelujah there ain't nothing like a renewing of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost hallelujah there ain't nothing like a baptism of the spirit the day of Pentecost Woo. he said you shall somebody say you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't make this harder than it is. Don't make this harder than it is. When you do it like God said do it, you'll get what God said he would give. Amen. So, it didn't stop there. Verse 39, be sure you put that up here because I'm preaching about the promise and the power. For the promise, everybody shout the promise. The promise is unto you, to your children, and to all those that are afar off, however many generations you want to talk about, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Do you know who he's calling? He's calling every man to repentance, every man to the cross. He died for every man. Could I pause in this message today? 
I don't, I'm not a political guy in this pulpit. I try not to be. But there is unrest in our world. There's chaos all over our land today. I, I, not me, not you, not anybody agrees with a policeman that will put his knee on the neck of a man and bring him to death. Not anybody should agree with that. Not one soul in this building should agree with that. Not anybody. But let me tell you what America needs. America don't need politicians on a stage. America don't need somebody trying to tell us all that. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We need the, uh, the God of glory to touch our land. We need the power of God. There is nothing that will heal us like the power of the Holy Ghost. And I believe what I'm preaching here today. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. He said the promise is to you. It's to your children so I can have it. Crystal can have it. Bryce can have it. Oh, yeah, I can have it or, or you can have it. Your children can have it. Your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. And when we're dead and gone, people are still going to be receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. With many other words that he testified and exhorted, saying unto them, this is Peter, save yourself. you got to do it yourself. Save yourself from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word were baptized. I don't know where they got the water. I don't know where they went. But they were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So about 3,120 got what they got. I don't believe that preacher. I talked to a guy one time. I told you about this the other night. He tried to tell me only the 12 apostles got the Holy Ghost. I said, really? Really? Well, so let's go to Acts chapter 8. It's quiet in here. It's okay. You can hear a mouse run across the carpet. Verse 14. When the apostles were at Jerusalem, that were at Jeru which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Far as yet, some people say, well, you get the Holy Ghost when you repent. I, I beg to differ with you. If they got it when they repented, they'd already had it because verse 16 said, For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized and they had repented. The Bible said there was great joy in that city, but they had not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then laid they, they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Anybody believe that word? Those were Samaritans. Those were people who were half-breeds. That was when the Jews went into exile in the Old Testament and they got to marrying out of their nation and so Jews were marrying Gentiles and they became Samaritans who were called half-breeds and the Jews hated them. Hated them because they weren't full-blood Jews. I'll stay with me a little bit today. I'm going to help you. Amen. So that's chapter 8. Chapter 10, verse 44. The Bible said, 
you you got to go read the whole chapter, and you got to you got to see where the Lord spoke to Peter on a rooftop, gave him a vision, and then he spoke to Cornelius, who was a good man. The Bible begins that chapter with saying that Cornelius was a devout man. That means religious, and he gave much alms. He was a good man. He he prayed always. The Bible said so. He prayed and he gave and he was devout. That's what the scripture. That's what describes Cornelius in the very first or second verse of chapter 10. But when the Lord spoke to Cornelius, he said, I want you to send down to Joppa and you're going to find one called Simon Peter at Simon the Tanner's house and he's going to tell you what to do to be saved. And when he got there, when the guy, they, the the, whoever he sent got there there was Peter the Lord had already sent him a vision had showed him that all the things that men said were unclean God had made clean and he gave him a vision that the Gentiles were going to receive this experience he comes back to the to the Cornelius' house in verse 44 the Bible said while Peter yet spake these words the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word the Holy Ghost came and when they of the circumcision, that's the Jews, which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that of the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have renewed, or excuse me, received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them. He didn't suggest it. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord then prayed they him to tarry certain days so now the Jews received the Holy Ghost in Acts 2 the Samaritans the half breeds received the Holy Ghost in Acts 8 the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost in Acts 10 God's covering all flesh right here I'm not through so Acts 19 Chapter 19, verse 1. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So you got the Jews, you got the Samaritans, you got the Gentiles and then you got people in Ephesus that were John's followers but God's making a clean sweep every time in the book of Acts that he comes to a different group. He baptizes them with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is for everybody. It's a promise for every man. It's a promise for every woman. If you're here today and you've never had that, I want to encourage you today because everybody ought to have the Holy Ghost. And if you don't have it, you just need to ask God to fill you today. He can baptize you with the Holy Ghost right where you are. Right where you are. You know why we need the Holy Ghost? Here's one reason. Romans 8 and 9 said, but you're not in the flesh but in the spirit. So 
if it be so that the Spirit of God, that's a capital S, that's the Holy Ghost, if the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We want the Spirit of Christ in us, don't we? Listen to this. I love this scripture, the 10th verse. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Watch this now. Because what happens when the Holy Ghost comes in, the power of resurrection comes into our life. The power, the saving power. Let me tell you, there's going to be graveyards that's going to burst asunder all over this world when the trumpet of God sounds because of the Holy Ghost that dwelt inside of men. Here's what the Bible said. Verse 11. You ought to mark this in your Bible. It's one of my favorite verses of all the scriptures and this is what it said but if the spirit big S there if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you if he dwells in you who said who said I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh who said that so who raised up Christ from the dead the Bible said God hath raised Christ from the dead so listen, listen. He said, if the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal. I didn't get to preach to you all on Easter. I'm sorry about that. I did, but it was online. I hope you watched. But here's what I normally preach on Easter. What got Jesus out of the grave was the spirit of God. What's going to get us out of the grave is resurrection power. It's the spirit of God. And when it comes in, it's going to raise us up. Hallelujah. Does anybody believe what I'm saying today? So here's my question to you on Pentecost Sunday. Do you believe the Holy Ghost is for everybody? And do you receive the Holy Ghost? And have you ever had the privilege of being baptized in the Holy Ghost. If you haven't been, would you please let me bury you as soon as possible in water. We have the water ready today and I don't care about social distancing when it comes to baptism. The Bible said you gotta be baptized and the president said the church is essential. So I'm preaching essential stuff here today. You need to let me take you down in the water and bury you and get rid of all the sin in your life. You need to let me bury you in the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. And do what Acts 2.38 said. Repent. You can repent right where you are. Let me tell you about repentance, okay? We don't normally get out of church at 11.30. Don't get in a hurry here today. Don't get in a hurry. Listen to me right now. We often pass up repentance and just kind of shrug that off. But you got to repent. You can't, you can't fill a bucket up with rocks that's full of sand. You have to empty the sand out before you can put the rocks in. You got to empty the filth out before you can put God in. Is anybody with me today? And said, uh, you know how long it takes to repent? Just about like that. Just that long. When you see your need of God and you say, Lord, I'm sorry. I have preached this for years and I'll preach it on this Pentecost Sunday. He is the world's fastest forgiver. He forgives way quicker than men do. They'll hold junk over your head for the next 20 years. But God, when you say, I'm sorry, I've been a sinner. I need help. When you say that to God, you say, I, forgive me, Lord, I repent. I want to tell you just like God. 
that. He takes your sins and moves them away. Hallelujah. I believe that with all of my heart today. And he don't remember them. He don't drag them back up. He don't bring them up in your past or your future. He just says, I forgive you. That's what Calvary was all about. Let me preach a little bit about it today. You don't know what Calvary, you wonder what this has to do with Calvary? Here's what it is. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the gospel. Here's the way it works. We die in repentance. We are buried with him in baptism and we arise to walk in the resurrection power of God. I'm here to preach to you today. Everybody ought to have the Holy Ghost and everybody ought to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Are you casting judgment? No, I'm just preaching scripture. I'm not casting judgment on anybody. I can just tell you this Bible said repent. When you repent, that means God forgives. But when you go down in water, it's the washing. It's the remittance. It's the remission of sin. It takes everything out. And then you're ready for God to pour into you the baptism of his spirit. Now, I read to you two places, three places, four places in the scripture. And in one place, they received the Holy Ghost after repentance and then were baptized. So it tells me that it's not in any consecutive order that it has to be done. But all of the things that God said are necessary. Repentance, baptism, Holy Ghost. Repentance, Holy Ghost, baptism. It can come in either way because the scripture points that out. We believe in baptism. I heard, heard a guy say the other day he's been baptized 14 times. He said, I've been bad. Well, let me tell you, according to the scripture, you just need to be baptized one time. You just need to go down. He said, I've, I've, I've been baptized at camps. I've been baptized at revivals. I've been baptized. <laughs> I don't believe anybody has to be baptized 14 times. If you've been baptized, your sins were washed away. Hallelujah. If you've been went down in the name of Jesus, the Bible said in Acts 4.12, there is no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. And I want to challenge you today to study baptism because nowhere in the scripture was anybody ever baptized in the book of Acts except by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm in the Bible today. I'm just preaching to you right now. Come on. Oh, Pentecostals, uh, on the day of Pentecost, why don't we just receive a fresh anointing, a fresh experience, a fresh baptism, a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost and fire. All over this house, stand with me. You can have the promise. You can have the power. You can have it today. Somebody texted me this week and said, Pastor, when can we... When can we go down front again and start laying hands on people, praying for people like we do? I said, well, we can't get close to one another. But I want to tell you, God don't have to have you close. He just got to be close. And right where we are this Sunday morning, God can forgive sins. And God can baptize people with the Holy Ghost. Right where we are, just that simple. You can lift your hands right where you are and say, God, I am sorry for the man or the woman or the young person that I've been. I need, I love it. I, I told the Lord this morning, I'm so thankful for forgiveness. Are you glad for the mercies of God? Where in the name of God will all of us be if God's mercy wasn't from everlasting to everlasting? His mercies, the Bible said, are new every morning. I, I, I can't answer for you, but I'm so glad of that.
If it wasn't for that, I don't know what I'd do. But his mercies are new every morning. And so I told the Lord this morning, Lord, here's, oh, now, now, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not out here living the life of, of a crazy man. But you know, anybody, anybody can fall. Anybody can have situations in your life. Anybody ever said something you wish you didn't say? Raise your hand. Everybody that didn't raise your hand, you need to pray. Because we've all done it. You ever said something the minute it went out, you wish you could just go, oh, put that back in there. I don't know. I didn't mean to say that. I shouldn't have said that. Anybody ever had to repent over something you said to somebody? Some attitude you got towards your brother or your sister? Maybe when you yelled at your wife on the way to church this morning. I didn't ride with mine, so I ain't preaching me. I would have, if I'd been riding, she might have yelled at me. You know, we don't ever argue, but we reason sometimes. You can hear it's pretty good ways off. But listen, God forgives quickly. I told the Lord this morning, I quote him a scripture. You know what the Bible said? Watch this. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I'm preaching my heart out. He said, if we confess our sins, if we would just confess our sins, is faithful and just to forgive our sins. Is anybody glad of that today? Let me, let me tell you what else he said. James, in writing to the church, he said, little children, don't sin. But if you do sin, he left room for humanity. He knew us, didn't he? He said, don't sin, but if you do sin, you have an advocate with Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. You know what an advocate is? That's a lawyer. You got a lawyer. Hallelujah. That will go to God for you. Hear this pastor on Sunday morning, Pentecost Sunday. I don't know what you've done. I don't know where you've been. I really could care less. Here's what I do know. God would love to fill everything in this house with the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning. God would love for us to get a renewing on Pentecost Sunday today. God would love for us to raise our hands and repent of our sins and fill us again, fresh and new with the Spirit of God. Let's, let's do something different today. Let's do something different. I'm not going to invite you up here because I don't want you close to one another. Some of you are too close already. But listen to me. I want everybody in this room to help me right now, okay? That's what we're going to do. I want you to put your hands up, everybody, right now. And in your own way, I'm not going to tell you what to say, but I want it to resound through this building. I want me, you, and everybody in this room to repent of our sins. I want us to ask God to forgive us for our sins. I want you to mean it when you say it. Don't just do it because I'm telling you to. But if you want God to touch your life today, put your hands up all over this room and say, God, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, would you forgive us today? Would you wash us, Lord, with your blood? Let me be like David in Psalms 51. Oh, Lord, create in me a clean heart this morning and renew in me a right spirit right now. 
God, forgive me of my sin. Wash me, O oh Lord, of my past transgressions. Wash me, O oh Lord, and cleanse me today. I don't have to confess to nobody but you, Lord, but I confess today that I'm a sinner. I'm only here by the grace of God. I'm only here by the mercy of God. I confess my sins before you today. You know my heart, Lord. Reach down inside me right now and cleanse me, oh God. Wash me, oh God. Make me whole, oh Jesus. Let me be right in the sight of God. Let me walk in the paths of the righteous man. Let me be like a tree that's planted by the river of water. Forgive me, Lord, and cleanse me, Lord. Come on, I'm asking you to pray today. Oh, God, cleanse us from our sins this morning. Cleanse us from our sins this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Here's what I can tell you. If you honestly prayed and honestly meant it, God heard it. Now, what we're about to do is I want them to come. They're going to sing, and while they're singing, just for a couple minutes here, we're going to worship God. I believe you receive the Holy Ghost worshiping and thanking God. I believe you get a refreshing worshiping and praising God. Brother Miller, this is real. I know it's real. It's Pentecostal blessing. I know, I know it's real. I know what God did for me. I know it's genuine. I know there's an experience in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, while they sing, I just want you to stand right where you are and give God some praise. Listen to me. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, when the power of God ignites your soul, there's going to come a language out of you like it did in Acts chapter 2. And you don't be afraid to speak what that old tongue is wanting to say. Isaiah said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people for this is the rest wherewith you shall cause the weary to rest I don't know if you know it by now but you're in a tongue talking church hallelujah we believe in speaking in tongues we believe in receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost come on sing put your hands up get your mind off everybody else get your Jesus mind on God I want you to thank him praise him worship him
day like this, on a day like this, we'd have people come that want the Holy Ghost. We'd lay hands on them. People receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Watch me. We can't do that today, okay? We can't do that. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray for you. And when you leave this building today, let me tell you what the Bible said, okay? Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given. And Jesus said in that scripture is that if an earthly father will give his kids what they're asking for, how much more will he give you the Holy Ghost? Will he give his spirit to you? You don't have to be in this building to receive the spirit of God. Watch me now. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God to go with you wherever you go. If you are in this room today and you have not received the experience that I'm talking about I want you to go find a place by yourself and I want you to say, God, I need and I want and I desire your spirit to fill me. I want that book of Acts experience. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to start talking in tongues and the Holy Ghost going to fall in your bedroom and fall in your car and fall on your job and fall by that old pine stuff wherever you are. God's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Anybody believe me right now? Devil of hell, I rebuke every doubt. I come against every spirit of unbelief. I claim victory in the lives of these people. We're here today, God. You're in the middle of a pandemic because we believe your word and we're standing upon your promise. Now, God, I'm asking you to baptize everything in this building with the baptism of the Holy Ghost before this week's out, Lord. Let my phone begin to ring and people say, Pastor, I just received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let somebody say, Pastor, oh, Pastor, take me to the water and baptize me in Jesus' name. I am asking you for that, God. I am believing you for that, Lord. We need it today. We need it in the morning and we desire it and we're asking you for it. Go with this people. Baptize them in Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody here will clap your hands and shout with a loud voice and give God some praise this morning. Come on, I want to hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Come on. I can't hear you. Somebody shout Jesus. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I tells me who I love you. We have church Wednesday at 7. Be careful. Don't bump into anybody getting out of here. Thank you. God bless you. Bye.